0: time for Cigar Talk, the fastest-growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, so grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones, and now we've got Brian Coxon <laughs> in What's the house. On, How you doing, bro? Doing all right. Doing hey, all right. thanks for filling in. Yeah. Uh Brian was out of town, and you know he had knee surgery, so... Yeah. We're hoping he's back in action on a regular basis pretty soon. Squeaking back in here next week. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) I did not get a photo of him walking with that walker. Is he off of it? I don't know. I haven't seen him. I I hope not. I, last I time mean, I, I, do, he, I saw I it. No, no. I hope he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I would be fine if he had to walk with that for the rest of his days. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just good, good content. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could just do a video show of Bryant and his walker squeaking around the leaf. <laughs> right. We could put in like background music and all of that. No, we hope he's doing good. And uh, anyway, we got another special guest with us today. Never had him on the show. Right? Right. You know what? It's a 50-50 shot. If I can remember his name on a daily basis. <laughs> me too. Because, you know, he's a hit or miss of being here. <laughs> right. right. But now that he lives here, it's like, oh, his name is Zach. Yeah. Big Zach. <laughs> I am here more, hey, yeah. bro. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome, man. Let's get you turned up just a little bit. There we go. Try that now.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Oh, Does yeah. Does it sound better? Mike. Whoa.
0: Now that's going to be better. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds better. See, now I can hear you. So anyway, uh, Zach hangs out with us at the Leaf on a regular basis now that he's living here in town. Yeah, much shorter commute, and so he's he's I wouldn't say he's interesting, but semi semi interesting. I like that. We're going to try to pull out the interesting part. Just bring him into the fold, right? Yeah, and so you know, I mean, we've had Carlos. Better known as Julio on the show. Yep. So we know he's that interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the bar is low. Yeah. yeah. I can't talk to you about electric cars. No. Ooh, no, no. Yeah. Well, That's good because I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. And we'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. So, anyway, this, we're doing a topic tonight that we've never done before. And I don't, and I, I thought, why we never talked about this? And then I realized it's because I never smoked these. Right. And so, you know, we did an episode last time you were on, I wow, believe, okay. on the gas station you cigars. You suckered <laughs> into that shit. <laughs> you did get suckered <laughs> into that. And then uh, we never did that because I never smoked those. Right. And, you know, I can't say that I've never smoked these, like, little cigarillos. Yeah. But, I mean, I probably have, like, maybe two or three random times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't think about it. But, you know, they're actually, like, make some of the bigger name companies are coming out with, like, some of their really good cigars. And I was, like, struck my interest. I was, like, you know, sometimes I'm in a very short moment. Right. So if I can uh, have a really quality smoke... Yeah. In a short amount. And, I mean, they're really cheap. Right. Or right. I mean, you know. Well, here. Right. I mean, I don't know where they cost in Dubai, but here yeah. in Abilene, they're not very expensive. <laughs> so, we thought we would do an episode on that. And we've all will no, Me and uh, Special has, uh, that's his new nickname. Yeah, Special. Special.
1: I like it. I'll take it.
0: And anyway, special over here, (laughs) I figure you always hear that when I'm not going there. So, and I'm, you know, (laughs) but no, I'm smoking the Liga Pravada number nine, number nine in the (laughs) cigarillo. And I mean, I just fired it up. And what I noticed right out of the gate is, holy shit, a lot of smoke for such a small cigar. Right, right. I, I mean, I've smoked a few of those now. Uh I don't know, two or three at least. And to me, it's it's like smoking a short-filled cigar. There's a ton of smoke off. Well, and you know, I read up on some of these, and they say they use long filler in these. Right. But I'm like, the cigar is three inches. How long does it have to be to qualify for long filler? <laughs> as long as it's not chopped up into little... You know like cigarette tobacco size Right but what if I mean When they're rolling their regular cigars You know they're cutting off tips That are that long well that's Long filler that's probably what it is So I I bet it's clippings Right why not waste not you know Yeah I mean and who cares Right I mean on a little cheap stick Like this that you're going to smoke for Four minutes sub three dollars Right I mean Are you really looking for that big of a bargain On a three dollar stick Right. You're, I mean, and some people might say, well, I want a full-size cigar for three bucks. And I'm like, yeah. all right, there's some in there. You can get some. Enjoy. Yeah. Hey, I'm not smoking them, but have at it. <laughs> and, that, and that, and that's one of the points to these. I don't like when people always say a good yardstick. Yes. First of all, I don't do yard work. Right. <laughs> so there is no yardstick for me. But there are cigars. That are driving worthy, yes, you know, I'm not smoking I'm not smoking a divine yeah what is it uh divine inspiration inspiration no. while I drive nope. I want to sit back and really enjoy that and and take in that stick right, so I mean, but when I drive, I'm not smoking three dollar cigars that suck no no there's I want to I want the ride to be good. <laughs> They're sticks you just smoke to smoke, when's and these the, are when, sticks you just smoke to smoke, right? And so, when's the last time that you smoked a shit cigar and you actually smoked the whole thing? Like, what do you what do you mean shit cigar? A cigar that you would like no way in hell buy right now. Oh my god, it's been a while. Yeah, so and smoke the whole thing that doesn't happen. I mean, the last real shitty cigar I smoked was a. Uh, uh, Brickhouse, Connecticut. And that thing was so oh, bad. I yeah, put it out always, after the first you, third. You always go off on Brickhouse. Anti-Brickhouse. But that was the Connecticut. I don't care. I mean, I think you got to give them a little leeway. Not happening. Okay. Not I mean, happening. you know, I can't tell you what to do. I mean, I mean, I could, but you wouldn't do it. So. No, I'm <laughs> not going to do it. I'm not going to smoke a Maduro. The Connecticut was that bad that it turned me off to the entire brand. I don't. I wouldn't care if they had fifty different kinds of cigars out there. You You know what cigar did that to me? What's that? Back when I very first got into cigars, you know, I was all about I got to get as many cigars as I can, yeah, for the price, you know. And I bought a box of the Maduro's Mark Twain's. Never smoked them. Oh my God! It was I've bad. Heard bad things. It was bad, like. I smoked the first one, and I mean, even as a new cigar smoker, (laughs) I was like, this is nasty. This is bad. And so then I've got 19 more. I'll tell you what, man. The brick house was so bad, I'd smoke 10 factory smokes over it. And you know, everybody has their palate. Yep. I know guys that love, or I wouldn't say love. They like the factory smokes. They do. I've only smoked a third of one. Right. I've smoked half one. And when I smoked it, I mean, I was... I was hoping that it was something really good. Right, right. And you know what that's probably why I can never enjoy cheaper cigars because my hopes, yeah, my dreams, my fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one that, uh, that I've been kind of digging though. As far as a cheap stick, like 5 bucks, uh, Buffalo 10s. The Buffalo 10 cigars, I was, I don't care too much for Maduro. But they're natural and they're I, Connecticut. I smoked the piss out of those things. I smoked the Connecticut earlier this week, mm-hmm. and it was good. I didn't think it was great, no. but it was, I mean, at that price point, it was a good cigar. At $5, it's a good stick. The Maduro, I bought a natural and a Maduro at yeah. the same time, and I was thinking, I haven't ever smoked either one of these. Or No, I had smoked the Maduro, but way back. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to smoke the natural first. And I smoked the natural, and I was like, holy crap, that's good. Good. And then I was like, well, now I can't wait to smoke the Maduro, (laughs) and I was disappointed. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I didn't like it. If someone handed me one, I'd smoke it. Right, right. And I guess that's like my acceptable bottom Bottom line line, cigar. So there we found it. Yeah. The Maduro Buffalo 10. Buffalo 10 Maduro. Now, the natural... I thought was really good. Yeah, and the Connecticut I thought was good. Yeah, yeah. I smoke, Have you smoked uh, any
1: of those? Uh, I think I've smoked the Connecticut.
0: All right. Well, hey, really it comes down to
1: it. Really comes down to I come into you and I say, what should I smoke, and you point me to a spot in the humidor.
0: I probably smoke three of each of those a week, Yeah. at least. You know what these? I like? always forget about them, dude, because where they are in the humidor. Right, right. I never go to that section i tell you what, I'm just yes, going do. It. You go to that section. I all go the time. right by it. You just don't look down because they're right underneath the Tabaneros. They're oh. on the bottom shelf. That's right. That's right. right, right, right under- well, I, I knew they were somewhere <laughs> down there. <laughs> so you're I over there all the way. Zoned in. <laughs> but you're just not looking down for So enough. you
1: don't do yard work, and you said these are like yard cigars, but these feel like, to me, be great on a golf
0: course. These? Yes, there you go. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, these are definitely. golf course cigars. Not for me. Not, for me. not for me. I mean, no, mm, well, mm. you're not a big golfer. No, 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 no. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not a big golfer. So let, let's clear that right yeah. now. But I do enjoy golf. I used to play regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never good. I was a member at a country club. Oh, so and you're I a golfer then. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. You can get it now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: I'm well, I'm a hacker. my biggest My biggest issue with a golf course cigar is you got to, especially here in West Texas, you have to fiddle with it. You got to keep it lit. Wind blows. You're jacking with it. Well, I've noticed hit.
0: already that I've had to relight this because, like a Lancero, if you're not puffing on it, it's it, going to go out. Yours out. is not lit. I haven't lit this one. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> was, that'd be really impressive. <laughs> That would be cool, but
1: that's my that's my biggest drawback. I hate taking a nice cigar to the golf course because I'm going to set it down because I'm going to have to do something and go to the green wherever and yep. you set it down. By the time you come back, it's dude,
0: you got to have a out. you got dude. If you have a cigar holder in the cart, you don't. You're not walking right. Oh no! Okay. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not quite
1: to the John Daly level where I can have a beer in one hand, a cigar in the mouth, and drain a sixty foot putt. I mean, I'm just not there yet. So you know.
0: I love seeing his Instagrams. Oh, he
1: gives. <laughs> He gives guys like you and me, Rob, hope. Like maybe we can be really good at something one day and look like that.
0: Well, I mean, I think where these cigars would be great, great for me because I don't golf anymore. I used to golf yeah. a little bit. But, God, well, uh, I mean, I say I did. Yeah, I, my last time was in 2016. Good right. God! Yeah, right. when my when my dad passed, yeah. that's who I played golf with. So uh. when he passed, I was like. Bucket. I don't want to play golf with anybody else. I golf with guns, so sporting plays, competitions, That's or also, yeah. you know, three-gun three or doing some kind of pistol match. In between stages, I could bite this stick up, yeah. smoke it for, I don't know, five minutes or whatever, set it down. Yeah. I'm not going to be worried about it at less than $3 a stick. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing, and I'm with you on what you're talking about, but yep. why he is wrong is because on a golf course playing golf, I could smoke a whole 10 of these. Oh, absolutely. So Definitely. I'm going to take... Three cigars yeah. And smoke three Not a whole ten Right, I don't, right. This, I don't want to smoke this one after the next No So there's where your Buffalo that's why 10's That's wrong That's where your Buffalo that's, 10's And he's them. wrong That's No I agree with you on Admit the golf it. course. <laughs> you sound just like my wife <laughs> Jesus Oh well, that was last night <laughs> So anyway, uh, that's one of the topics we're going to jump into. We got a couple other things we're going to cover. We're going to dive into special here. Find out, you know, what floats his boat, where he came from, all that good stuff. He's already told me some stuff, so I'm kind of, I
1: know. You are the most interesting man here. I I, I am judging.
0: You're judging. I'm uh, judging. Wash we are always judging. <laughs> yeah. Always judging. Well, I
1: started this podcast with a uh, acid because I'm a fancy boy, and it was quite delicious.
0: We're gonna come him and bring him right down here. We're gonna lay hands on him because <laughs> there's something wrong with him. <laughs> See if we can elevate him, right? <laughs> Hey, and so you guys at home or in your car, or at work or somewhere you shouldn't be, we are at the Leaf. Yep, uh, we're in the back in the Havana room, and if you haven't been by here, you got to come by, oh, dude. Man. Like I was leaving just the other day, and there was these two dudes and two girlfriend standing out in front like reading the sign of what it was yeah so when i walked up i was like quit looking and come on in (laughs) i was like you have found the best secret in abilene definitely absolutely and i mean i don't know i've never met anyone that was like that just didn't enjoy it oh okay you know what i mean no i i I see what you mean there yeah i mean Uh, who who's come in and bitched about shit about the about this atmosphere. Right. You know, unless they're bitching about you, they're not bitching about the Leaf. And if they're not bitching about me, then they haven't been here when I was here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. So, yeah. In, if you need any of the cigars that, you know, sponsor our show, Jay carries those. All of them. And, I mean, where to start? We have McAuliffe. We have Tabanero. Yep. We have links down below for both of them. And we highly recommend... Try both if you haven't. Absolutely. And for McAuliffe, I'm going to tell you right now, like the Riata in the new Vitola the kills it extra. for me. That's yes, a great stick. The Medallia is always a go-to. Yep. Every time I give the Medallia to somebody that has not had it before, they're like, "Wow, what is this?" That's the stick. Boom. It is. And with the Tabanero, like Saturday morning, came up here and Bill was here. Yeah. And he was smoking a uh, Neanderthal. Okay. Dang. Yeah, and I was like, how's that cigar? And he was like, horrible. And I was like, what's wrong with He's Like, the draw sucks. Dang it. It's burning crappy. And I was like, you want me to get you a good cigar? No, I didn't even ask him. I just went in the humidor. And go. I got him a Robusto Sun Grown. There you go. From Tabanero. Brought it back here, handed it to him, and he was like, what is this? And I said... <laughs> You've had one before. I bought you one last time you were smoking something crappy. Well, he doesn't remember anything. And so he doesn't even remember smoking it before. And, like, I looked over at him, maybe an inch and a half in, and I go, how is it? And he was like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, the draw, the construction, the profile is really nice. And I said... How's that ash burning? And he was like, well, you can see it because, <laughs> you know, Bill's an asshole. Yep. And anyway, yeah, if you're not smoking McAuliffe cigars or Tabanero, you're missing out. You're definitely missing out. Tabanero was the best recommendation you've given me. Well, and, you know, what's funny was whenever I gave Bill, Bill one yesterday, Terry Hatcher was here. Yeah, and yeah. She was already smoking one. She was smoking a Connecticut, wasn't she? Yes. She was smoking one Thursday, too. She loves the Tabanero Connecticut, yep. and they're great Connecticut, great connecticut. In fact, uh, a friend of mine was up in uh, well, Groot. You know Groot? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's up in like Wisconsin, yeah. PA somewhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. And he's running a shop. Anyway, he went to PCA. Yep. And I saw him post the other day. He was smoking a Tabanero Connecticut. Right. And I was like, How is it? And he was like, "Well, you know, I'm not really a Connecticut guy. It's really good yeah. cigar, but and the construction and all that's perfect, right?" And he right. was like, "But I don't know if I would pay that price point for it." Yeah, and like I think he was smoking a Toro, so I want to say that's like here was it mm, thirteen dollars five? I think $13.25. Okay. And he was like, "But you know, a guy that." doesn't really smoke Connecticut. Yeah. Of course they're not going to. Right. But I always smoke Robustos and my cigars are straight across all of them, like 11, 11 bucks, 11 something. Yeah. yeah. And so to me, I think it's price point spot on value. And what you get is a damn good cigar. Yeah. Like not. So for me with Tabanero, with the specifically with the Connecticut's, uh, they're Connecticut. Their big bag, uh, the Big Daddy. Connected. Oh, the six I by mean, sixty. Yeah, and that's six by sixty. I mean, last year that was my number one cigar of the year. You know, I'd never smoked that one. I know, you're still missing out. You should try. <laughs> uh, it. You know what? I will. I will try one. So, but I smoked a ton of toros, tons of toros. I've smoked toros and robustos, and I've I've smoked several robustos. I've gotten to a point where it's either robusto or big daddy. That toro to really. Me, Really, you're you're on the opposites of the spectrum. Just there. with that Connecticut man, the, the Robusto and the Big Daddy Connecticut, they're so different from each other, but they're so much better than the Toro. Just for me personally, now the the sun grown and I, since, I, I, since, since dude, last I year. I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. because for me on the Medalla with McAuliffe, you know I love the Corona Extra. Right, Dan loves the Toro. Yep. to me they're two totally different cigars. I'm petite Corona all day long. All day, every all day. All day, petite Corona. And you know what? I think Dan skews the numbers. <laughs> I think he does, too. <laughs> I saw yesterday. It was yesterday or day before yesterday that yeah. he posted, oh, I would smoke a Macallan Toro, but we sold all of them. Right. Come on. Come on. Oh, he likes to give me a little, you know, business. A little jab. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, check out McAuliffe. They're in the show notes. Uh if you haven't done their passport program, try it. It is a great journey for any cigar smoker. For any. Especially newbies. Absolutely. Especially mean, newbies. Get in there and try to win something, man. I won fifteen hundred dollars from McAuliffe well, last year. And, and you know, oh yo, yeah, you're yeah. It's but and I'm not playing this year. So stop right? letting it up for somebody else. And, but you know the thing about it is like for me, it's the journey. Yeah. That you take, cause dude, what a journey that right, is. Right. I mean, that's like, that's almost like walking into a humidor and trying one of every style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty You're close. You're going to get that because if now on the passport, does it have the, uh, and it's got the tasting notes on there. And, but does it have the core line and the bold? Both the legacy line wow. and so, the bold line. So that is a journey. Yep. I mean, that's like cross-country in Kenya. Right. 14 blends, smoke them all, try them all. You're going to find something that you like, and then you've got a place to build off of. Boom. And on top of that, if you win, you win like 200 bucks or $250. I can't remember anymore. It's been a while since I won. And they send you a gift card that you can spend at your local shop for anything anything you want. Anything. I mean, you could buy like 500 Boveda pegs. Yeah. Yeah, if that's what you were You can buy a to. new lighter, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can afford to buy a box Have of... Have you ever uh, seen the little bitty Bovetas? Not that small. Right? They come in the tens. Okay. So I was going to take a picture of it, like, with my cigarillo. Yeah, yeah. And then put a dime next to it for reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, and then... Let's knock out our other sponsor, Case Elegance. Yep. I mean, if you need a humidor and you want it, you bought one. I did. Well, we got the perfect guy. All right, guy. <laughs> Incredible. How long have you had it? Oh, about a month now. Yeah. And how did you season it yourself?
1: Yes. And how easy was it? Uh, it was the easiest thing I'd messed with. And had you really. ever seasoned one before? I had attempted to, yes. I couldn't even tell you the brand. I got it off Amazon. It was one of the cheaper ones, 30 or $40. And it never would get seasoned. I tried for over the course of a year and it was. Right. So,
0: so the, the cheaper humidor cost you time. Oh, absolutely. And you never had success. Ever. And the thing about it is And it now, ruined it ruined several cigars as well. So well, yeah, and they the, were never holding any humidity. Of in course, there.
1: yeah. So in the long run, it cost me more money than just buying the case elegance. Right. And the case elegance, it was I mean, it was super easy to season. Now it did get unseasoned because it went through a move, and so it was a lot of opening and closing. And it was out in the heat, back and forth and stuff. And
0: well, let me tell you something. Okay. The the founder of Case Elegance told me that one of the biggest challenges. For the humidor mm-hmm. is changing of temperatures. Yes. And so if during a move, yeah. there's no way no, you're going to keep absolutely. it. Absolutely. And now I will tell you this. I
1: got it back to my house, the, the new house we just moved into yesterday, and it seasoned right back up, holding right at 70. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, and it was just an addition of a little bit of the uh, the extra humidor fluid, and, I mean, it was good as new. And that, that right there, this is the easy peace of mind, and I can take a dry cigar, toss it in there, adjust the humidity level slightly, brings it right up. There you go. And so it is, yeah, that was another recommendation.
0: And the thing about it is you haven't had any, like, customer service Inter, I mean, you haven't owned it that long. No. But, like, guys that I know that have, like, called in or emailed in and said, hey, we had a problem with this, dude, you don't even know. They're, like, amazing. It's like – this one guy was like, "Hey, I took the uh, hygrometer out or something," and he was like, "It's air's coming back through. I can't get it back in right. Mm-hmm. Can you send me another hygrometer?" Yeah, and they were like, "No, we're just going to send you a new humidor." Yeah, boom. Mm-hmm. Customer service is what just
1: that, thats what's going to elevate a company past anything else. That's and, the reason not come to the leaf, and it's Cam's so down.
0: rare. Yeah, I mean, besides the leaf and. Case elegance, but I mean, really, like locally, whose customer service is so good that you like are a regular all the time? Oh, nobody, you know, I went to a local small butcher shop here. Which one? I'm not going to say because I'm going to tell you that their customer service sucks. Oh, don't disappoint me like that. Right. And so I was like, because I had big hopes. It's, you know, small little mom pop place. Okay. They got beef. You'll have to tell me after the show I will But I was all excited And I go in there And it was like Dude Act well, like he didn't do you didn't give want? a crap If you were here or Not here nah, That's disappointing And I was like Wow You know I, If I'm going to come into a butcher And spend extra money on good shit Right and, You know Appreciate a little hello Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not asking for a hand job Right Right Well I'm going to pay more We are As going I'm, to a meat shop. Rather than okay. come on <laughs> True True <laughs> Rather than going to H E B or, or Market Street or United or somewhere, you know, one of the chain chain yeah. places to buy my meat, yeah, I expect to pay more from a butcher, right? But I also expect to get that, that one-on-one yeah. relationship with my butcher as and well. You're,
1: yeah, you're bringing right. your business local.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I want to walk in and be like, "Hey, Rob, I got some blah uh, blah blah." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, nice," you right. know. Right. But you don't get that when you walk in and they don't even acknowledge you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the reasons. Like when I was using game processors. I found a a game processor that I had a good personal relationship with. I used several different processors around here, but there's only one that stands Ooh. out. Yeah. I mean, and that's I mean like do you know Sean O'Connor? Mm, no. I okay. don't think so. So, he's out of Dallas area. He's been down here a few times smoke with us. And uh anyway, he's like friends with his bakery guy, right. he's friends with his meat guy. Mm-hmm. And he was bringing down like aged ribeyes. Okay. Uh, he brought down some brined two-inch thick tomahawk pork chops. Nice. Mm. And this dude, the I dude was like, around any, the grill. Any anything happened to my wife, buddy? Yeah. Me and you, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And like, I never had a pork chop like that. That's that's one of my goals, you know. I'm, I'm working now, and and one of my goals eventually is to open up a wild game processing facility. Oh or, yeah, around this area yeah, to can, do something a little different than what's what's done in Texas well, typically.
1: On top of that, too, I mean the wild game stuff around here. I mean, there's some good places, yeah. and then there's some places where it gets two two and a half weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, before you see anything. Well, and you know, but that's not when it's at the height of its busyness. Right, it's just kind of just a regular you know, regular Tuesday
0: and you, you can't get your stuff. Yeah. I and mean, it's, yeah, it's, it gets, there's, there's some shops around here that I think not only you've got the weight, but they're also ripping you off. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to bring a little integrity into the, into the market.
1: Yeah. Cause there's always that fear. Am I getting my deer? Or am I getting my game? Right. You know, so
0: not, not just integrity, but I, I'd also like to uh, educate people in Texas and, and in this area that there's more that you can do with your animal than just chicken fried steak and hamburger. Yes, there's so much more utilization of that animal. Yeah, and uh I'd, I'd like to have that opportunity to do that because these shops around here don't do that. Yeah. They don't educate their clientele. I mean, they God do forbid, what they say. Yeah, God forbid first. you ask for a
1: tongue or something that's oh, just a little bit out of the out of the blue. You know, yeah. Oh, I want a liver. I'd like to keep the heart. Oh, we can't do that. Sorry, oh, we, we don't well, do organ meat or whatever. it exactly, is. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or not even go that far but you know i'd like to make some actual good steaks out of there mm. can i keep my back straps whole can oh I, yeah can i keep cut my back straps in half i, yeah. I, I want roasts instead of steaks yeah uh, because you can utilize that animal once you cut it once you make that cut you can't uncut it yeah you can't just stitch it back
1: together i mean if you really you can want make to smaller you can only yeah. make it smaller That's if you really right. want to you should be able to pull six roasts off of any deer eight Really, eight. Eight. So I know I know both back straps, shoulders, and then heel where the
0: other two come Okay, come. okay. Well, if you're going to go shoulders, that's a whole other conversation. You could okay. pull off a lot more than that. Yeah. A three-year-old buck, you're pulling three roasts off just the neck. Yeah. Then you've got your two back straps, which you can cook as a roast, but I would never do that. I understand. That's disrespectful it to is. the It is. It's sacrilegious. Uh, cro- we'll say crockpot roast. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've got three on the neck. You've got your two front shoulders, which you can cut in half. You've got two more there. So that's, what, five there? Yeah. You've got your shanks. You can turn those into a roast. Put two together. You've got a a roast. So now you've gotten, what, seven? Yeah. Seven crock-potable roasts. Yeah. Then if you break down the back legs, you've got four muscle groups there that you can cook whole as a roast, but you're not going to cook them traditionally as, like, a crock-pot roast. You're going to treat those more like a prime rib roast. Yeah. Where you're going to... The less it's more. The yep. less you cook them, the better they are. Uh, same with your back straps. Right. You've got, hey, when are you having a cookout, dude? I know, right? right. I know, right? I need, to, I need to get some more deer. But uh, I'll definitely be uh, bringing some stuff up here this fall. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, well, you know what? Let's do a, like a special thing where you tell us how to cook it. Yeah, Oof. yeah, definitely. Like I cook steaks, but yeah. I haven't cooked all that other stuff, so right? Let's right. do that. Well, that's on part an of the thing that I want to bring to the community. Whenever I actually get to launch my my business, my processing business, is I want to have be able to have like seminars and things like that, show people how to cook these animals more than the traditional. Don't get me wrong, chicken fried steak is freaking good, sure, but there's so much more versatility to all of and these animals than chicken fried steaks, burgers, sausage. Yeah. Stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. I'm to say, if I can pick myself up. I know, listener. Right. Hey, so you we're got gonna
1: hug on Jesus. Hey, <laughs> look
0: down in the show notes, and we do have a case elegance link. And you use Cigar Talk. Uh, don't ask me. Cigar Talk <laughs> or yeah. Cigar Cigar Talk Coin. Yeah, there you go. Yep. It'll be in the show notes. There you go. And uh, you can get ten percent off, or you can get a challenge coin. Yeah, uh, that's. Customized and dude, they're badass. Yeah, I have it's one. So,
1: Cigar points. Talk, all caps. And the reason I know is because I used it. Oh, and it's very excellent. Nice. And it does come with a cool coin. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Go.
0: You got a coin? Yeah. I did did you right. get the blackout coin or the, the regular one? I got the regular one. Awesome. Yeah. Nice.
1: And, so, and on top of that, too, Case Elegance is cool stuff. Like, my wife had it. I got it as a Father's Day present. And she had it monogram Frazier on there. And Who's so, that? Uh, me. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, you got and a so, buddy coming by? Yeah,
1: I know. And so it, uh, it was monogrammed out. It super, super nice. Very, very, it's, it's cool. It's just an awesome humidor.
0: Nice. Yeah. nice, Very nice. And so, I mean, I've got, that's what I use. Right. That's where I put my aging cigars. Yep. And because I don't open it up all the time. Very right. rarely do I get a stick out of there. Yeah. But I love it that it's just set. Right, right. You don't have to mess with it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to look at it. You know, my big humidor, it's a new air, and it has been a challenge to get that thing humidified just right. Well, you're in it nine times a day. Yes. (laughs) That's if I don't have company. (laughs) But, yeah. But, I mean, even so, I guess maybe that has a little bit to do with it. I might have something to do with it. (laughs) Anyway, but it's been a challenge. I've had that thing for four years yeah maybe three three and a half but it's never been easy peasy right right you know what i mean it's, it's not set it and forget it right you got to mess with it so I, I found that with even if if you're not in them you know skylar has a couple of those new airs and uh he he has one that he keeps for aging and then one that he uses for smoking <laughs> and uh Calm down. <laughs> Everything we said earlier about the leaf scratch that <laughs> Jay's in here messing with uh, people on the show, but but even even his aging new air, he has to mess with mess frequently, right? And I mean, he's not in that thing all the time. The great thing about the those style is the temperature control. Give me goosebumps. You know the temple, the temperature control. Yeah. That is a nice element, because I don't have to worry about what the temperature in the room is. Right. And being that the studio is a shed. Right. You know, if we go out of town, the electricity goes off. Yeah. Now I'm screwed all the way around. Yeah. yeah, yep. But just regularly, I don't have to worry about what the temperature is, especially in summer, dude. Oh, yeah. Have I do you wish- looked at the forecast? No, I don't want hot, to. That's hot,
1: and more fucking hot. It's...
0: I've never it, it never goes below 100. Right. I mean for the high. And so just or on a for wheel. the low either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets to about 82 as is the low, but it in 10 days and every day I look and for 10 days it just keeps on going. Yeah. Well, there's we're, there's we're two things I don't want to look at and that's uh, oh. gas prices and the weather. <laughs> well,
1: we're not going to hit the record for most consecutive days over 100 because we got that rain. What two days ago
0: And it oh, dropped yeah. just Wednesday 99. and Thursday Well I'm not I'm not looking for a record <laughs> God. I don't want <laughs> <fucking> a record <laughs> <laughs> I would like it to be You know 72 year round uh, Now don't live here out. I know I know <laughs> Okay you If you're going to hear people in the background Jay is bringing a uh, What three or four clowns from a, We got a circus in town And uh, a couple of the clowns wanted to come by Honka honka, boom boom. <laughs> that's good so business. yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about. You haven't smoked yours yet. Well, I'm going to light it, it up right now. Yeah. Okay. Let me. You know what? I, so I lit this up. Yeah. And right out of the gate, I thought that's a good cigar. Yeah. Which I was not expecting. Right. Now, the experience is nothing like. A full size cigar. No, no. I mean, it's it's like doing something it's almost like sinning. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of <laughs> feel bad that I'm cheating on the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I But see that. at the same time, I could def- I see value there because if I don't have time, and what you know, when I'm doing the show, it's really not a good time to smoke these no. because I've had to relight it, I think, like four times, five times. Oh, I mean, just shit. get to talk.
1: Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's
0: not one of those kind of sticks. Yeah. A regular cigar, you know, you puff once every minute to four minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it'll stay And you're lit. good. But this one, I think it's like you probably have about 30 minutes, I mean, 30 seconds to a minute. Maybe. And then it goes out. Maybe. Yeah. And I haven't messed with these enough. I haven't smoked enough of these. <laughs> I haven't Maybe smoked enough is. of these yet to uh, to know if you know if you put a, a little ash on there, a quarter inch, half inch ash on there, is it going to insulate? it? Is there enough ember there? Oh, I don't think to you could, it gets good. I don't. I don't think you can make an ash a half inch on there. No, I don't think no. you can either. You my should of, try. In my experience. Make it. You know, make it. Uh, make it an let's attempt. see. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a long ash contest on this little bad boy. But I mean, now, I mean, I I, don't, I didn't give it fair, you know, testing. I guess you'd say because. I lit it doing a show. Yeah. I would have, I'm going to smoke that one like when I just have that time frame to have it. Okay. And check it out. And then I'll report back because it's really not fair to give a good assessment of the cigar because, you know, it's like a Lancero. Right. You got to baby it in a way. Now, I've smoked a few different brands. I'm sure you've smoked that Exquisitor by Toro Puente, the little bitty. Yes, same yes, thing, yes, about yes, the same size, yes, yes. I smoke quite a few of those. I okay. Mean, I smoke a couple of those a week, maybe. Uh, but I've, I've smoked, I don't know, probably a box or two. Oh, so you've had some experience. I've, yeah, I've smoked several of those. They're I good cigars. I don't cigar. have enough experience with them. Yeah. You know, for three ninety five, it's a good cigar for quick smoke. You know, if you are if you don't want to devote 45 minutes to a stick, you want to smoke a stick in 20, 25 minutes, something like that, eh, it's a good stick to smoke. Yeah. These probably about the same and a dollar cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, these are three dollars bu- or or two two ninety five. Two ninety-five. So three bucks. Mm-hmm. So you know on a regular basis, regular cigars, I'm at eight a day. Right. If I gave those up and went straight to these, how many of these do you think I could go through in a day? Two tens a day. Woo! Which would be twenty. It might be more than that. Which would be like sixty bucks a day at least. Uh a ten, there's there's ten and a ten. But I mean <laughs> I'm looking at the number, but also as far as enjoyment, right? that would not be fun. No. Could you uh, imagine smoking 20 of these in a day? No. There's not enough diversity, in my opinion. I mean, now these are Drew State products, the the singles that Jay's selling up here right now. And these little, I wouldn't call them a cigarillo. They're like a petite panatella. They're about a half a Lancero. Uh, They're like a 32, maybe. And, you know, what I realized, too, is because... They're so small. They, When you get close to the end, they really heat up. Yeah, yeah. You Versus like on a on regular team. cigar. Yeah. And so now, you know, what the problem is, is I went up there and got those, and I didn't bring back any real cigar.
1: Ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I noticed too, and, and I have this problem because I'm not as well diversed in cigars as y'all, but buddies who don't smoke cigars. Yeah. You're trying to get them into it. Right. And their biggest complaint is you get towards the end of a cigar and that nicotine sits you on your ass. Yeah. And that that drives a lot of people off. This is a great segue cigar. If you don't, if you have people who automatically smoke, but they, want to or that you know you're trying to sit down and have a cigar with them or something this would be a great one to offer up and be like hey this is an easy mellow entrance
0: now into cigar smoking that being said i'm going to offer you a con there okay uh yes i agree with you at three dollars this is a great cigar for somebody to to introduce somebody to cigars yeah the problem with it being that at this diameter at this ring gauge it's very close to a cigarette yep and if you get people who have just quit smoking or, or started smoking cigars or whatever on top of smoking cigarettes, yeah. I feel that just based on the size alone, they're going to have a natural propensity to inhale mm. this cigar. That's a good point. Which is not good. No. Yeah. That <laughs> I mean, will set
1: you on your ass oh, real Oh, definitely. Quick. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, you want to talk about a nicotine, buzz? Yeah. Start inhaling cigars, buddy. <laughs> You'll get messed up. <laughs> Pinocchio was right. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, in all honesty... That's probably other than keeping it lit, having a fight with it, and its propensity to be closer to a cigarette size, I, I think that that's the only two drawbacks of these sticks. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: But again, if you're doing something or you had to have a quick smoke and right. you don't have, you know, the time to devote to a cigar, I think yeah, it's a great pickup.
0: I do too. And I mean really even though I had to relight mine four times, yeah. It I lit it up forty minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not like you have to burn it in 15, 20 minutes. Right. If you want to ease into it, you could probably enjoy it for almost, well, I was going to say, without relighting it, you could probably enjoy it up to maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. If you took your time with it. Uh, I don't really see it as that type of a cigar where i want to take my time with it right it's like one of those where you know i literally only have this allotment of time and then i got to go back this is a get out of the way cigar yes yes (laughs) it's it's that cigar where you're like for the hardcore guys you know what i'm not gonna be able to have a cigar for hours i'm gonna have one yeah and it can only be this one because i'm not gonna waste something good right right you're stuck in work meetings all day or something like that you've got. 15, yeah. 20 minutes to go outside and smoke or, or go to lunch or something like that. Man, light one of these things up. It'll get you through for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I was, it's been a few years ago. It was before Corona, but we used to have meetings down in or up in Fort Worth and it was for a week. Yeah. So because you're at this, you know, conference and a hotel, there's no smoking for cigars, really. And I mean, so I just like, I'll be smoking when I get out later tonight. Right. So I just didn't smoke because yeah. I'm not going to waste a good cigar for, you know, you get 30 minutes. That's your only break. It's right. like eh, right. I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'm not going to waste an $8 cigar to try and smoke half of it in 30 minutes and then come back to it four hours later. It's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think for me, I think they're a good value for what you get. Definitely. I think you're getting a, a quick, small smoke that still has quality. Definitely. And like I would, like you said, I would smoke this over a... Uh, An Exquisitor? Well, no. I was going to say the uh, factory. Oh, the factory smoke. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Factory smoke or Brickhouse or any other of those. Uh, most of those cheap cigars, even the Buffalo 10, uh, in my opinion. This is my first time with the... Now, you, I would smoke the, the Buffalo 10 over this one. Well, yes, in most cases, but as far as like i so I've got thirty minutes like, of smoke. Right now, am I going to pull the Buffalo Ten out and smoke half of the Buffalo Ten? Right, or no, am I going to go ahead and no, smoke this? No, I'm going to pick this. Right, and this is my first time smoking the Undercrown Maduro. How's that? It's freaking good. Okay, well I've smoked I've got two Liga Nines. I've smoked two Liga Nines, and they're all right. Yeah, I've smoked the Liga T52. Man, that's a good small stick. It's okay. the best Vitola in the T-52, in my opinion. And I've smoked several different Vitolas of the T-52s. Okay. It's my favorite, which is interesting. But this little... Now, you're a fan of the Undercrown already, right? No. No, you're not. See, I'm not even I'm either. not a Drew Estate fan. I mean, same. I don't smoke a lot of Drew Estate. And I don't smoke a lot of Maduro's either. But this freaking little Maduro is badass. It, and it's funny because <laughs> I don't smoke a lot of Drew Estates. Yep. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, the Pappy Van Winkle, that's a Drew Estate yeah. product. Never smoked it. I bl- I like that stick a lot. Really? Very much so. Like, when I saw it on the shelf, I was like, oh, that's a gimmick. That's Yeah, that's what I've heard. But then every cigar that, like, I see and say that, I'm like, well, I got to try it. <laughs> If it's not a gimmick <laughs> And then that one, I was like, holy crap I mean, you know, I don't smoke all the time Because you've got a nice price tag on them Right, right, they're like 18 I, bucks Yeah, and so I've probably smoked five or six of them In the last year really. So, I mean, they're good enough that I go back Well, that's one of the things for me One of the drawbacks <laughs> for me on that that stick in particular Is I look at that scar at $18 And see a gimmick And I know for a fact That there's other eighteen dollars cigars out there that are good, freaking good, or fourteen dollars sticks out there that are
1: way, probably way better. It's hard to take a risk at eighteen dollars, right? Yeah. See, when you know there's value out there for
0: it. Yeah. When I can go buy a Divine Inspiration for fourteen, (laughs) I'm sorry, buddy, that pappy's going to be sitting on the shelf. No. But I (laughs) see. I I would go alternating on those and I'll tell you why it's a completely different experience Okay, you know what I mean I agree that I think I mean if I'm going to pick one or the other one time around it's going to be divine inspiration every time but when I'm in the mood for that particular experience I'll smoke one of those well I need to smoke one just to smoke one get it out of the way and see what it's all about and take your time with it don't rush it because you want to experience it otherwise you'll be like ah fuck that it's a gimmick right yeah But no, it was good. Now I've smoked the Buffalo Trace, okay, and I was not a fan. Haven't smoked them. I've seen the Buffalo Trace, and I've seen the Maker's Mark. Uh, And everybody says the Maker's Mark is horrible. Yeah, Maker's Mark is a trash cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, we took a quick little break right there. Had a couple of calls that had to be done. There you go. And so, anyway, we're back. Anyway, let's jump in. And is Toby here? Uh, Toby went and sat right Toby's there. Yeah. down. Toby's sitting down. Will you move over there. Yep. <laughs> or actually, can you sit at the end? That way we both can see you when we're talking to you. <laughs> I don't like, like having to look out of the corner of my eye to see what you're doing over there.
1: Hard to turn that big neck, Rob.
0: It is. <laughs> and I mean, I, actually I should turn around Big this way. You yeah, know where I mean. go. There we go. It's like so. a triangle.
1: Oh, now I'm in the hot seat. I feel like I'm at a job interview. You That's, really love you triangle.
0: are. <laughs> really you are. And and what most people probably don't know is that every time we have a guest co-host or a guest really what it is, it's an interview to replace Bryant. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're looking. We're looking always, for someone with two good knees? We're always looking for <laughs> improvement. And so we've never found anyone better than Bryant. Oh, it's disappointing <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, always a pride's made. Made. Oh, and look, I asked for Bryant. Not Bryant. Jay to pick me out a cigar. What? He, all I can say unparalleled is unparalleled customer service here, just unparalleled. I, I ask him to pick out a cigar. He brings it to me with no ban on it. It's Which very, is, it's very dark, scary, and it's, it's almost like an oval uh, box press. I'm trying to. I think I know what it is. Well, I, I have no idea. All I ask is that it please not be a Esperanza. Espinosa, No, not Espinosa. What was that? What's the ones I'm not a fan of? Uh, the, uh, the, you Esteban know, the Brownstones. Brownstones. Okay. Esteban Carrera. I'm not a big fan. No. You know, you can't be a fan of everyone. No. Have yeah. you had the cashmere, though? I have not. It's well, not, I don't know. Maybe I have. That's there, their have Connecticut. I had that one? Oh, the Connecticut? No, yeah. I don't think I have. It, it can be fair. Uh, Yeah. There I, you go. A lug. Really? Yeah. It's close to that. It's close to that. Okay. With, more construction issues, and La Galera usually has none. Right, I'm a big fan. So it's it's got a similar profile as a La Galera, but uh, it, has, it tends built. to have more construction issues in my experience. Okay, I I just don't I don't smoke them. Yeah, I don't. You know you you get a brand in your head that you're just like eh, I'm not smoking that. Yep, uh, Brickhouse <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you you know what I mean. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. if I even smoked one blind testing. Didn't know what it was. And I was like, nope, not a fan of whatever this is. <laughs> it's like being Sumatras, man. I can't smoke a Sumatra. I'm just, I'm done with them. I don't care what brand it is, who makes it, whatever. I don't smoke Sumatras. I was concerned right out of the gate. I, you can talk. I'm lighting yeah, a cigar, yeah, yeah, yeah. folks. While well, you were concerned. So yeah, I, was, well, I, was I was wondering what you my were concerned over about. So I didn't breathe on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's amusing watching Rob try to light a cigar. With a lighter that's just spitting little bursts of fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the special, special needs I'll lighter. I keep doing that motion. That motion had it. <laughs> it's not the best lighter. Okay, I got it. I left my good lighter at the house. I I know you did. That other lighter—it's great. You know, it's perfect. And I, I picked up my lighter because I was like, I want to have my lighter, and I left it in the car. Well, I went to a birthday party before this, and I forgot my cutter and my lighter. Oh, which sucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh man, I know. I was not preparing. That's a bad, mm. bad day. I was anticipating mm. being around a bunch of seven-year-olds, so oh, I was like, ah, I probably don't need a cigar cutter for that, but I should have brought I can one tell just to cut of fingers off. So this is a mystery stick. Okay. And uh, I guess next week I'll let you know what it is, because we'll be done before I'm done with this. But <laughs> uh, It's a very unique cigar in the fact that, like, with zero band on it, not knowing what it is, I would probably not pick this cigar. Okay. It doesn't fit my general wheelhouse. Right. You know, I'm not I usually don't smoke cigars quite this dark. Right. Uh a little bit big. Yeah. What is that about a 6 by probably mm, a 50, 54, 54, 52 somewhere around there. But because it's box pressed, it er oval it's probably box about pressed, a it's, 50. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it's a full 54 right. or 52. But when I first cut it, and I cut it with a deep V cut, when I did the draw on it, it was very soft, <laughs> almost like a supple nipple. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> Solid. Yeah, that's a that's a good draw.
0: And yeah, and and but no, it was a nice feel. Mm. It, it's mm. it's soft, but usually whenever I feel a cigar tip that's real soft like that, I'm concerned right out the gate. Right, right about the draw. Yes, I'm thinking it's not going to be gonna good. No, it's going to be right. Yeah. And the draw this is perfect. Nice. So that's a I was like, hmm. <coughs> "Hmm. So far, I'm okay. Then it's probably not what I think it is. Cuz I'm having feelings of I have no idea what it is. I'm just by looking at it, to me it looks like a Padron 1000 series. See, I don't but think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the Padron series. First of all, I don't know of any Padron that's oval box press. All of the thousand series. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Well, fuck you then, and I mean that professionally. <laughs>
1: <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs>
0: Fucking spot on. And their wrapper looks nicer than this. I thought. It, yeah. It. Uh, that's. It looks pretty similar, man. Does it? I it mean, that, that. I. I don't know. I don't smoke enough. I haven't smoked padrone thousand series in a while okay when i was in midland skyler had like two gallon trash bag full of fucking padrone thousand series so i was smoking two or three a day how was that oh they were great he bought them all at some some shop went out of business oh wow Jeez. so he bought boxes of padrone thousand series he and he got some four dollar. thousands to nine thousands for fifty dollars a box
1: out of wow here. yeah
0: he uh. had a two gallon ziploc bag completely stuffed to the brim with padrone thousand series wow, that's, so i'd go in there that's you know, a great daily smoking oh, it was freaking great because i was driving to new mexico every day so i'd grab two of those one for the drive there one for the drive back Ugh, that's mm. so it was a rough life man yeah it was a rough yeah. life <laughs> did you say you were driving to albuquerque no no i was driving to uh just past jow oh okay. i was like 28 miles west of jow i was like If you're driving to Albuquerque and back in one day, you didn't have any time to do anything. No, from Midland though. Yeah, that wouldn't have been as bad. It still would have been eight hours. Yeah, it's eight hours. No, it's eight hours from here. Yeah, to Albuquerque. But it would have been four there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least four from Midland to Albuquerque in the back. So you know, my daughter's moving to Oregon. Yeah, Coos Bay. It's like a little town right on the coast. Little fishing community. Yeah. 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 And anyway, when she moves up there, me and her—I'm moving her. Of course. Okay, we're going to do a road trip, and so I'm like four days, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And my my daughter's like, you're going to need more time, buddy. Yeah,
1: I was about to say you're going to need you're going to need at least at least a week. Why? Hey, oh, there's a lot of cool shit up there, and there's a lot of really good food and a lot of really good booze, and I'm sure there's some damn good cigars around there, You're going to spend
0: two days just driving there. Yeah. And then two days driving back. Uh, oh, no, I'm flying back. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. No, okay. no, four days just going up Just there. to get up there. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to hang out for a little bit? I mean, I'll probably spend the night and then come home. Okay. But my daughter is like... Let's make it a road trip. Let's go do a bunch of cool stuff. And I'm like, I'm down, but we're going to be on the road eight hours a day each one of those days. That's not bad. And my daughter's automatically like, well, let's make it five days then. Oh, Jesus.
1: Well, I mean, it's also one of those deals, too. If you break up your drive, if it's four hours between cool shit and four hours to go see other cool shit, it makes a drive a hell of a lot better.
0: So my idea was, let's do like... Ten, eleven hours on one day, yeah, and then the next day only like four hours. Okay, and, and spend then the, half a
1: day looking at something cool, right? Uh, yeah,
0: there you go. She didn't like that idea. So, see, <laughs> I, mean, I went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, a few years ago, and I made the mistake of driving it all the way, seventeen hours straight. Oof! Oof. And so by the time I got to to the Airbnb that we were staying at, man, I was so pissed yeah. off and miserable.
1: <laughs> I, I grew up traveling like that and yeah i
0: learned my wife
1: and i when we got married our honeymoon was we had to be down to san antonio yep and so it's an easy four hour really from it's from lubbock so it's a six hour drive right nice and easy nothing crazy but we couldn't check into the hotel till three o'clock so we yep. left lubbock at like 7 a.m we just stopped at cool shit the entire way down yeah and so we stopped off in uh, mason texas there was a little antique shop went in there Uh local blacksmith made handmade knives so you had like 12 Damascus steel handmade knives. I was this close from buying, like, all of them. I mean, they were just <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Cool shit here. Went and ate at Fredericksburg. There you go. Kicked around Kerrville. Looked at some cool stuff you there. You know
0: there's a really good lounge in Fredericksburg. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Now, I go to the Tabak House. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. It doesn't surprise me at all. It's right off the main drag on Washington, like, like a ev- block and a half. Like
1: everything is off the main yes. drag in yes. Rudersburg. Yeah. What's and up, there's a
0: bakery next door too. Because oh, your wife can go in the bakery while you go yeah, over there and then absolutely. They also at the uh they have drinks. Yeah. At the uh lounge. Yeah. Big screen TV. And all of their chairs are like in a moon or half moon. And they're all like Forty-year-old English leather uh, club chairs from England. Wow, like the high-back
1: wing-neck chairs. No, no, the club
0: chairs. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the ones they got at uh, um, Big Spring. Yeah, man, man. And those chairs are freaking nice. But uh, these are even nicer. Nice. Like, like if you bought them new, they were probably like three grand a piece, right? And he didn't buy them new. <laughs> he bought them, and they're all tattered. They don't look new at all, yeah. but they're so comfortable. When you sit down in them, you're like,
1: honestly, they're probably more comfortable in that condition than they ever were brand new.
0: That's probably, probably. good. Chairs
1: broken in, man.
0: Dude. One of the
1: best chairs I ever bought was fifteen dollars at Goodwill, and that some bitch will sit.
0: You still got it? <laughs> no,
1: absolutely. I do. It's like
0: you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So let's dig into uh, Pretty Boy over here. Oh, and uh, was- so where are you originally from?
1: I'm originally from Houston. Well, just north of Houston, a uh, community that has blown up since then, the Woodlands, oh. it's about an
0: hour north of Houston, is that your alarm? Uh, that is. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. Good. All right. Well, that's all we need to know about you. Thanks for stopping <laughs> by. <Bye. laughs> so, how old were you when you left Houston? I mean, were you an adult? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I left Houston when
1: I graduated high school. I went to uh, school up here at. Uh, Did you go to Klein. Klein? No, I went to the Woodlands High School. Oh, yeah. okay. We played Klein several. I mean, they were one of our sports rivals. So. so but now it's Klein's like seventeen different schools. I mean it's Klein Collins, yeah, Klein yeah. Creek. Klein, Klein o, is a Klein whole Forest. ISD. Yeah. So and it's like size uh, Cy, the size now. There was so you
0: know, I lived in New Waverly. Yeah. So you know, that's yeah. just right, right down the right road. Right down the road, yeah. In fact, dude, let me tell you something. one of my coworkers that's from Houston, I just saw him last week and he was telling me up in New Waverly when I lived there when I moved there in two thousand five. Yeah. I was blown away because land was ten thousand dollars an acre. Yep. Now it's forty, oh,
1: Jesus, easily forty, easily
0: in New Waverly. It's like yeah. Brock.
1: Yeah. Everyone's trying to get out of Dallas. Yeah. Not Dallas, but Fort Worth towards Brock. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, my my parents. I mean, they you know when they bought their house, gosh, uh, twenty two years ago, right at two thousand. And I mean, it's doubled in value, and it's probably going to triple in the next five or two, five or six years.
0: It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's not. And then you know, the the back of their subdivision. You know, we got in there when it was still a relatively working class community. You know, and then about six years after we moved there, the Woodlands High School, uh, they did it on a, a, a Tonight Show. I can't remember which one it was, but it was. Uh, they took a look at the price of the parking lot, and it was the most expensive parking lot in the United States, was the <laughs> Woodlands High School. Dude, I drove a piece of shit 1998 Toyota Corolla. It ran like a champ, but it was rough. And I parked in between a Lexus, and on the other side was a BMW, brand spanking new. I watched, <laughs> I watched a girl who was bitching out her dad because he bought her a, uh, oh, he wouldn't buy her the Lexus, so instead he bought her an Audi. And she was pissed because she wanted the Lexus. And I was like, yeah, I'm- mine, mine works. That's what I was happy for. Yeah. And so I was hoping to get hit in the parking lot because then, hey, Zach gets hey. a new car. Yeah.
0: Zach wasn't doing a lot of dating no. at that high school. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I couldn't afford it. Jesus. Yeah. It's like, hey,
1: oh, what are you going to do? You're going to not be a lawyer? Okay. Bye. You, <laughs> you, and it
0: was like, you're going to take me to the park? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, God. Yeah. We're going. What's that? What's that? Uh, Pen Yang or what's it called? The, in the Chinese restaurant in? Uh, P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's. yeah. Oh, P.F. Yeah. Chang's. Yeah. That's in uh, like the Woodlands little. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that got there after I was there. So when oh, I was. Oh, oh that wasn't I, there yet. Yeah, when I was there, Woodlands was only like 88,000. It is now since then ballooned. I think it's up to 140, 150. Dang. But the problem is now is their taxes are going up because they don't want to be incorporated by Harris County. Yep. And Harris County is, is just that, that urban crawl. And so they're right on there on the borders. You know, the, the back of my parents' subdivision backed up to a greenbelt. I mean, we had a th- uh, 16 point buck wander into nice. our front yard. And my dad's looking at it. And he's like, well, sure would love to take a shot at it. It's just leisurely grazing in my front yard, 20 <laughs> feet away from me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, uh, and now that you can hop on, uh, Kirkendall, which is right behind my parents' house, would it be legal to
0: shoot that deer in your yard with like a tranquilizer gun? No, <laughs> no, you wouldn't all. be able to get it down fast enough. No, God what do you no. mean down? I mean, was, even with a tranquilizer gun, yeah. it takes it takes minutes before that stuff acts.
1: Yeah, and they can freaking move. You, I mean, if yeah, I've,
0: I've I've hunted deer. But okay, yeah, I just didn't know it took a while. Yeah, I thought yeah. maybe if you use like an elephant one. No, everybody <laughs> would kill it, but it'd <laughs> still take a few that's minutes. That's the goal. Yeah. If you're a really
1: good shot with a bow, still very illegal, but maybe, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, if you could, clip the spine? Maybe. What about a rock? <laughs> could you throw a rock <laughs> at it? Like you know what I mean? You were like trying to shoo it no. out of the yard, and you, you know. actually killed Hey, It is it. Texas. That might just be yeah. What about what about a slingshot? Could yeah. you use a slingshot? It's oh, you're talking one of the overhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, yeah if yeah,
1: it's yeah. Texas, it just stand your ground. That deer, that, that oh. deer was attacking. So, it so I got just draw. On my premises I could raw on yeah. it. So as long as you felt now,
0: threatened. see now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, deer was go. trying
1: to make off with my TV, and I got it down. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he was trying to attack me. Yeah, no, he was
0: threatened. <laughs> I have bigger horns. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it's uh, it's nuts. Uh, uh, Shell opened up a uh, like a corporate office there, and that's when property values went.
0: Now longer. is that the really nice building on the? Uh, it's right off I-45. It's before you get to Kirkendall. Yes. I okay. believe so. I believe so. So I used to be a photographer, and I used to go down there and do photos around that area. Uh-huh. And they would send their goons out there to run you off. I wouldn't be surprised. And it was like, I'm, uh, I'm on a public walkway. Huh. And they're like, but you can't photograph towards our building. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna. I I don't even care about your building, right? I don't. I didn't even know anything about your building. I'm using the trees and all the river.
1: Don't don't have such a pretty ass building. That's on them. Yeah, (laughs) I agree.
0: So you left. What year did you leave?
1: Uh, I left in 2010. And so then I came up here to Abilene Went to McMurray And met all my good friends My wife there Started coming to the Leaf While I was at McMurray Now
0: where's your wife from?
1: My wife's from uh, Copper's Cove
0: Okay Outside Austin Right
1: It's right outside So neither
0: uh, one of you are from West Texas No Uh -uh. And so have y'all adapted?
1: Oh yeah I, had to do, I loved it when I came up here Because, I mean, you know In Houston, it'd be 98 degrees outside With 90% humidity I mean, Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah You have a bead of sweat From your balls to your ankle
0: But, you know, I mean, you are just you disgusting do, you, you are acclimated to it so At some level
1: Oh, yeah But then you come out here And it's, it's 107 But in the shade It's, you know, 103 But it's
0: not as bad if it's 107, I'm not outside.
1: <laughs> but you're smoking a great yardstick. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, because when I went down there and being from West Texas, yeah. I hated oh, it the was, humidity. Yeah, it's tough. But it does get better over time. Yeah. You do
1: adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's nice is the, I will say the wind is the, the thing that, that's the hardest to adjust to because I went and stayed with my folks uh, after I was living. In Lubbock? No, well, I was from Lubbock, or I was in Lubbock at the time, and I went down to uh, Houston to visit my parents, and walking from inside the house to my car outside felt like walking into another room of the house. About 76 degrees outside, no wind whatsoever. And it was weird. I was not adjusted because even I mean,
0: and then you move to Lovett where uh, the wind blows fifty just yeah. nonstop. And, and, and the
1: wind, there's nothing between you and Canada except some chain link fences. All right, it is that is the same wind is hitting you, and it is yeah. When a norther blows in, that is when it was rough. <laughs> I watched a track meet where it started at eighty eight degrees and a norther blew in and by the time we finished the mile it was thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody brought their sweatshirts or anything. It yep. was miserable. <laughs>
0: I, I grew up in Lubbock, so yeah. I get the weather there. Yeah. That's why I don't live oh, there. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that
0: now. So yeah. I I love the town, yeah, but the weather sucks up there.
1: Well, I'll tell anybody. Lubbock was great to my wife and I. It's where we first, you know, we got married up there. It's where we first started out as a married couple. It was really, really good to us. I was very happy to leave Lubbock because it's five hours away from anything cool. Yep. I mean anything five hours,
0: and the only way they can combat that is to make Lubbock a destination place yeah. and they're not doing that. No. Uh-uh. They don't no. want to do that. No. no. Uh-huh. But that's they the could.
1: And, and I stand by it. That's why they're having that's why I've always had such recruiting issues with Texas Tech. I mean you get big time name guy. I mean you had a Heisman trophy candidate or a quarterback come in and then left because it, you know, granted there was coaching issues and stuff I'm talking about Baker Dude. Mayfield. But it you come in and what's keeping them there?
0: There's nothing. I saw a video this weekend of a 14 year old 300 pound lineman yeah. that was running like a four seven. Yeah. Dude. Kids going to blow up. 14. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: ideally, if you're looking at kids like that, uh, you want to look at somebody who is six, two, six, three at 14 and only like 210 pounds. Cause it's really hard to maintain that size and that strength for longevity. And I just don't, you know, we, we, I've always seen kids come in who are just big like that, naturally gifted, or maybe he just works his ass off and stuff. But at 14, you're already 300 pounds. You could be 6'4 and strong. It's going to be really hard to stay healthy and maintain your body by the time you're a senior in high school. And then what? You know, okay, so say so you get through, you're a five-star recruit and stuff. Well, then by the time he gets done with college, now you're looking at maintaining that body weight and everything for eight years. Okay, once he has a phenomenal college career, then he gets to the pros. Now he has to maintain it for even long. It's just hard to carry that much weight around yep. and do stuff with
0: it's it. It's not that hard. I have been <laughs> me and you yeah. were doing just fine. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> not but you we're, we're, anything. Yeah, but we're not <laughs> having
1: to run four 740s or tackle quarterbacks. That's hey, right.
0: I'm doing something. Uh, I'm smoking.
1: And how many times have you got your knees chop block in the last week? Because <laughs> a kid that big and that fast, I'm hitting him in his knees all night long.
0: Dude, have you ever been hitting
1: your knees? <laughs> oh. It is much so. not yeah. cool. I played nose guard. Yeah. A, if you don't like your kids, you either have them playing traffic or you have them become a nose guard. It's pretty much the same thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, no thank you. Mm-hmm. I uh I was defensive end, yeah. But but I had had a few chop blocks oh. coming around the corner. Yeah. Didn't see the uh no. wide receiver hanging out back oh, there. Oh hundred
1: percent. Crackbacks yeah. all
0: day. Heads
1: turned one way and they mug you in the back.
0: Mm-hmm. So Anyway, uh, where are we going next? Oh, we're still talking about you. Yep. We are. Yeah. So you're a school teacher. I am. And uh, coach?
1: Uh, I was. I am no longer a coach. So I got out more time on my hands, but I did coach for five years.
0: And you were primarily coaching
1: football. Football. I mean, that was, I mean, it's Texas. That's where the money is. Yeah. Yeah. So, So,
0: so is there really like, no matter what part of the football team you're in coaching there's more money for you
1: yeah i mean your your coaching stipend for football especially in texas is going to be higher unless you're the head coach of a separate sport and your big your big sports in texas are going to be uh, baseball, football fo- baseball i mean
0: football first yeah, yeah
1: football but, baseball basketball right i mean those are your big sports and it's going to be different from district to district and school to school but the majority is baseball or sorry not baseball football rules
0: Yep, and the football is king and so, now, are you aware that, first of all, I graduated from Monterey. Yeah,
1: I was aware of that.
0: And our football team sucked. Mm-hmm. it They've always sucked. I mean, maybe back in the 70s they had a good team. Huh. But other than that, they sucked. That,
1: they had but, pretty decent teams when I was out
0: there. Oh, they've had decent. Yeah. But you're talking about year after year. They're a lot like the Cowboys...
1: Well, since
0: it's, 1997,
1: it's hard to be good in <laughs> Lubbock because, again, you hit it right on the head. There's nothing there.
0: Right. And you're using a divide up system that doesn't allow oh, yeah. good athletes to stay together. Yes. Uh, like I remember when we in junior, I would have a great team and then half of us would go to one school, yep. half of us went to the other. Yep. But Monterey did have the winningest baseball coach in the nation wow Bobby Magel huh he was there for like 28 years wow yeah and they went to state often
1: wow I don't know. <laughs> now baseball was big up there and we had some serious baseball players uh, Noah Seifert was uh, he was one of our football players but as I uh, as I was told you, know, you just you just don't coach Noah You let him do his thing because he's going to outrun somebody and he's going to be open. But, man, baseball, he was exceptional. He ended up going to OSU.
0: Yep, my brother uh, was a pitcher for Magel. Oh, wow. And I will say this. My opinion is Magel was the wingest baseball coach in the nation while he coached because he would just ruin kids – and take all they had. <laughs> Pitch count? What? Just keep going. Right. I mean, there when's was he going to no... come off the mat? He's one hundred and
1: seventy-eight. <laughs> keep him going.
0: I was like, I mean, he ruined a lot of kids' arms. Mm-hmm. And I remember that my brother played baseball since he could walk. Yeah. And one of the kids that he grew up with, that was playing baseball, and that's how we knew him from baseball. Throughout his same span. And a lot of times they were on the same team and then they would be on different teams, you know, going up. Yeah. But he was an amazing athlete as a pitcher. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he left the public school system and went and played private because of all the BS. Yeah. And anyway, he got drafted straight out of high school to the Mariners. Wow. Yeah. And there was one kid I went to. Well, he's not a kid now; he's a grown man,
1: and he was kind of a grown man in high school too. But he ended up he got drafted. <laughs> yeah, he was freaking good. He got drafted by the uh, I want to say yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, but he was lost on the feeder league. Yeah, for several several years, and as a, oh, it's James Italian, he ended up making it. Now he's at the Yankees, and he's oh, in okay. their pitching rotation. Yeah,
0: nice. And he was
1: goodness gracious. He was in high school was six six. Two ten, and was just freaking piping it. Right, right. Yeah, I think he was throwing like 97, 98 in high school. Right. Yeah, and he oh, could sling it.
0: I think the only one that I can remember from, from my high school was John Lackey. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was from Cooper. Yeah. And he went on. Yeah. Uh, that's the only baseball player that I can remember. Yeah. We yeah. had a few football players.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that I'm, was, you know, it's it's nuts, too. It's, I've got a buddy who works in the NFL, and uh, you met him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he always tells me, he's like, "Hey, it's NFL, not for long. Right? That's all it is. I mean, right. your guys like your Tom Brady's and stuff. You're just there forever. Yep. You know, your uh, what is it, Adam Vinatieri? Yeah. He made his a kicker, but you know, they just they're there forever. Yeah. And and it's you know, I think the the majority with uh, the average career spans what three years, four something years, something like that. Yeah. It's just
0: insanely low. I mean, look at Dominique Rhodes went yeah. from Cooper to yeah. Indianapolis, yeah. and he was there for a couple seasons, so then." Yeah. He got booted off that team and went to, I think, L.A. for yeah. another season or yeah. two, and then he was gone. Become a journeyman. And yeah.
1: that's so hard. I can't yeah. like, you know, I just, having moved recently, I can't imagine, you know, you, your your wife has a great job, you love your house, your kids are loving the school and stuff, and you go into work on a Monday and they hand you a binder, hey, yep. and you go talk to so-and-so in personnel and you're going across the country. Right. You know, and then, you know, just have to up and go. Yeah. That's what know? happened
0: to uh, Justin Snow. He yeah. was uh, deep snap for Indianapolis. Yep. Yep. Also went to Cooper. Yep. I worked for his brother. Yeah. Uh, But same thing. I mean, at the time, he was the, he had the most starts or second most starts on the team, only to Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's always
1: crazy, too, those stats and stuff. Yeah. It like most starts. Everyone always thinks it's a big name like Peyton or something like that, like your Brett Favre, your unbreakable guys. But majority, it's your deep snappers, your specialists. Yeah you know, who aren't having to get as much contact as possible. Yeah. My buddy, Matt, that you met, he, uh, he started out as he deep snapped at McMurray. Yeah. And he was trying to make it, he was trying to make it to the league because he had some connections and stuff and through some family members. And, uh, he was going to try and get on to at least to a, like a tryout or a camp or something. Right. He had his snap speed. Snap speed was down to, I think less than a second. Yeah. Maybe just, I and mean, it was, it was insanity. I mean, it was so fast. It was hard to catch his snaps. <laughs> and, uh, and he had a conversation with a uh, special teams coordinator, and it was I think it was with the Texans. And he goes, "Look, you got to realize." He goes, "Those guys, you're never going, you're never drafted, obviously, yep. and they pick you up, free agency or something like that, and they're going to take the guy who is not necessarily better, who's not better than you, yeah, but
0: has a better team chemistry." Well, what was interesting about Justin was I believe he was drafted for tight end.
1: Wow, so he's a specialist guy who just got. Found a spot.
0: Found, found a spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't need a, a tight end. Mm-hmm. They ended up needing a, a, a deep snap. And he said, "Ah, I'll try that." And he played. Are you going to pay
1: me? Yeah, <laughs> right. I think he played eight years with Indianapolis. Oh, wow, as a, as a deep snap. That's cool, man. And
0: a backup tight end. Yeah, right? he played tight end in the in the preseason games yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, you know, once the season went on, I don't know if he ever took a snap in a game yeah. as a tight end. Wow. <laughs> yeah i uh,
1: I played in high school with a guy who was oh uh, I mean he was he was he was a generational talent there at the woodlands and uh, played running back for us it was stellar his name was Daniel Lasco Ended up going to Cal had a really successful career at Cal and then got drafted by the Saints and uh he broke the I think he broke the long jump record for running backs that year wow he had a 10h uh, long jump yeah. broad, or broad jump there we go it's broad jump. Okay, okay. long jump and stuff phenomenal athlete worked his butt off and uh ended up uh, getting on as a special teams guy, got drafted late round as a running back, got on as special teams, was doing very successful special teams and stuff, and had a nasty hit, herniated the disc. And yep. He was out. Done. Yeah. You know, he tried to make a comeback and stuff, but he just, you, you lose a step, yep. and you're out for, a, and it's again, not for
0: long. Right, right. You know,
1: and so, but right. I think he was in long enough to get his pension, so he's got retirement yeah. and stuff. And so, but you know, he's, he's younger than I am, and is already technically retired from his <laughs> yeah. first career.
0: Well, most of the time, if, unless you're a big name. I mean you get injured you're oh done. Gosh. You might as well just get it. Even even
1: if you're a big name, right. you know. Like that's what uh, my buddy Matt was telling me about, you know, Jadavian Clowney was such a, you know, such a enigma. Mm-hmm. He he was tough, you know, cuz he's drafted number 1 overall. You got all this money sunk into him and he spends the first several Toby. years hurt. And then, you know, and then he came back and ended up putting up numbers that are you know, first round draft pick, right. overall pick, that kind of stuff. Numbers but those first couple of years, you know, the Texans really were sweating it. Even yeah. Did we just have a draft bust?
0: And so. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, Isn't that how they got that, that kid from Abilene?
1: Ended up playing for them for a while. Who, the Texans? Uh, yeah. yeah. Not, which one? Oh, gosh.
0: I can't think of his name. Play quarterback. Uh, oh. Took him to the playoffs.
1: Oh, um, you're talking about it wasn't he
0: was from Wiley.
1: It wasn't Case Keenum, was it? Yes, that uh, I didn't. I can't remember if that Case Keenum or not. Yeah, yeah. I uh, one of the girls I went to college with went to prom with Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah. We always give her a hard time that too. <laughs> Missed out, <laughs> which he. The, I, I tell you, I can't. I, I can't imagine a journeyman career. Right. You know what I mean, I know they did a hard knocks with him one year and they talked to his wife. Yeah. And he was like, my wife is a professional mover and stuff. And they were just, you know, there was a, sh- a still, of her, or not a still, but it was a shot of her unpacking stuff and whatnot. And I just, you know, that's got to be, that's got to be so tough. Yeah. Especially too, because you get to look at your wife and be like, Hey, I'm getting on a plane this afternoon and I've got practice tomorrow. You're going to have to pack up this entire four bed, <laughs> you know, six bath house or whatever it is. Right. You know, right. Insane mansion they've got, and we're gone. And
0: so, Off to the next place.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, if you're one of those journeymen, it's almost kind of, you almost might just buy it like a, a converted RV. There you just go. Kind of the, the shtick, the, could, the joke, you know. I mean, you could spend a million dollars on an RV oh, and have it pretty nice. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'll just get traded somewhere, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, that's yeah. a great example. Yeah. You know? Which, so many of those guys. Oh, yeah. Which that's, you know, the uh, I was telling you about the, the buddy of mine who I met in uh, law school who, uh, you know, he had a chance. He made it to the... Uh, he made it to the training camp of the Jaguars, and he got cut, but it was a weird situation because they had drafted several offensive linemen, and then he was picked up in free agency. And so it was kind of they, – they pretty much cut him, and they came to him and was like, look, you're the cheapest one to cut. They're not necessarily <laughs> better than you, but we've got money tied up in these draft picks. Right. And you know, you're the and so he went talk to his agent. His agent was like, "Hey, you can play in this league. You're just going to be a journeyman. Yeah. You're not going to find a team and play ten years for it. You're, you're just right. going to two gonna years float. here, three years there, and stuff." And, and he kind of thought about it, and you know, I, that's not what the kind of life I'm going to live right now. And yeah. so he left. Yeah, and so and you know it was, it's that's a tough decision to make. Right. And
0: once you leave, you're pretty much done. Oh, that's absolutely. hard to come back.
1: There's no comeback. There I mean, really is Yeah, there's there's so few people yeah. who have come back to that. Take a year I,
0: off and come back. I
1: don't know. I mean, I, like maybe Peyton Manning with his neck surgery, we that's had a about whole it. year off, yeah. and like uh, Alex Smith with uh, you know his leg injury and stuff. But yeah. the very few have been able to leave and then what? Like Brett Favre, didn't he retire and then come back to it?
0: Yes, he did.
1: You know, and he had he had some success, and then Jason Witten did it, and right. just was not the same. Yeah, you know, and so it's very few guys, you know, outside of like you know, like your Michael Jordans. But granted, that's not even football. That's right, basketball. Right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a whole different sport. Yeah, I don't know. He might be
1: able to come back today and still yeah, be competitive. Just, you know, <laughs> I saw they shared a stat. I got a stat shared with me the other day, and it was uh, uh, Michael Jordan had more forty plus forty plus point games than he had. Twenty point games, Wow, 20 or 20 or less games yeah that that blows my mind. Yeah. that's bonkers, that's crazy. yeah, it became sports talk. it's no longer cigar talk so <laughs> I, I,
0: I had to step away, had to drop a deuce. I'm better now anyway, uh, so what do you got coming up this week? you going anywhere? Not that I can think of you? No,
1: I got nothing this week. Are you
0: are you moved in? Are you unpacked?
1: All our all our crap's there. Well, most of our crap is there, but it's still in boxes and whatnot. So if you got to do anything, you got to go. It's it's the worst. It's the worst mode to be in. So hopefully, I'll be unpacked by the time I get back into school. And so that's 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 hopeful. But uh, no, next week I've got a a teacher conference I'm going to. And did you move yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he's young. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I tried to tell my wife, "Let's move with the credit cards." Nah, no, we can do it. And four trips later, a lot of discussions. Oh, and on top of that, too, our our previous house, uh, we found a tenant to rent from us, and so now we have to have all our crap out of there. And yeah, it's like one of those deals too. So, but it will work out. Yeah,
0: yeah, it all works out.
1: It always works out. So,
0: if you do nothing at all to help, it'll still work out. Yeah, that is know true. that. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be married, <laughs> it'll work out. It'll still work. That's a life advice. <laughs> no. Not good life advice. Yeah. That's life advice.
1: <laughs> well, you know what they say. Free advice is worth what you paid for. <laughs> That's right. exactly right.
0: You know, I uh moved in August yeah. down to from that I mean from Lubbock to Dallas. Yeah. This is way back early, early on in my marriage. What and year was this? This was 96. Okay, so I was four. So, <laughs> and me and my cousin move us with a U-Haul, yeah. and it is packed. We get to uh, the apartment. We're on the third floor. Me and my cousin are unloading all this giant furniture. You know, back then, I was actually in shape. yeah. That would be shocking. Well, I you don't believe it. There's of You know what the no tell
1: is? You know what the giveaway is? It's the calves. You
0: look at the calves. That's if true. he's got
1: dad calves, it's like at one point he was able to do some stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Now it's like
1: I can move a couch and I'm going to be out till Tuesday. No, yeah. I
0: can move to the couch. <laughs> 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 and so anyway, after we're done unloading everything, we'd already set up the phone. Because back then we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And so I plug in the phone. It works. I call my wife, and she's like, oh, how's the apartment? And I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) I mean, it's 107. Yeah. It's August. Two flights of stairs carrying everything back up and down. (laughs) And I'm not used to the, you know, 60% humidity. Right. Yeah, it's a change of Dallas. Oh, it's huge. Like a swamp. And so my wife goes, well, how's the carpet? And I'm like. It's fine. It's on the ground. I said, it's, it's green. And she goes, no, we're supposed to have beige carpet. And I'm like, well, you got green. And she says, you call them and tell them that we want a different apartment with that beige carpet. And I was like, we ain't moving shit. <laughs> we? What's all this we?" I was like... Yeah. I'm done. I said, in fact, before we move, you make sure you save enough money up to pay someone. And that is the last time I moved. Nice. I, You know, fool me once. Uh, well, yeah. I can't say the same. I've but moved several you know, times.
1: And, but moving is such a, you know, it's the short moves that are tough because they, they, they surprise you. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, oh, I'm just moving 20 miles. And so it's not that big a deal. And you think, all right, we'll just load it up. And then you look at it and you're like, I didn't realize I had this much. much yeah. Crap. Holy. <laughs> my dad gave me the best advice I ever got when we moved from my wife and I moved from our apartment into our first house that we were renting. And my dad gives me a hug. and goes, congratulations. And he goes, just remember, shit expands to the size of its container. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever, dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Is he right? My goodness. It just, it, it just shows up. It multiplies.
0: Yeah. You know, well, I, let me tell you the best move. The company I work for in transportation, when I moved here, they sent a semi-truck and packers, packed everything for us, boxed it up, loaded it up, and then unloaded it at our house. And they even... they will actually unpack everything and put it where you want it. But, you know, you're so tired. You're like, I don't want to do that now. Just don't, leave it. And then, and then it's like, man, I wish we would have taken them up on <laughs> that deal. Yeah.
1: My wife and I moved that first load, which my wife is one. Now, she was a college athlete, All-American, blue chip, everything. But she's one and about half my size, less than half my size. And so moving shit. Washers, dryers, couches, everything. We got done with that first look. We're like, oh my god! And my brother saved me. Came in, him and all his roommates and stuff. And they're much bigger, stronger individuals than we are now. And had that not happened, we'd still have.
0: I mean, we'd have our bed and a crib. You bet. My brother, the one that used to do crossfit, oh, yeah. he still uh-huh. does. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's who moved my stuff. Shit. At least you had that. And then yeah. when my son moves to college. I'm going to drive it up there and my brother's going to unload it. (laughs) That's the way to do it. Oh, man. Well, my last move, I had, I moved the entire two bedroom apartment by myself except for my bed. It's the only thing I had help with, Uh. which sucked. My dad came and helped me put it on the trailer. Uh. Yeah, I had to take it off the trailer by myself. I've,
1: I've moved a washer and dryer <coughs> solo and just doing that, yep. I was like, good God, that's a pain in the ass. And no dolly either. Yeah. Oh, no you dolly. Just, yeah, At least I yeah, had yeah. a dolly. Yeah. You just well, had hey, to get hey, – you know, which it was we, only washer and dryer, but you just had to get dude, creative. I didn't find on. out that a dryer is not that heavy. Who
0: doesn't get a dolly when yeah. they're moving? No, well,
1: so I wasn't even moving. We had – for the move from Lubbock to this uh, – the house we were living in uh, in Anson was the, the washer and dryer state. And so we are like, all right, we have a washer and dryer. And I had a buddy of mine whose his washer went out. So I had to, he goes, hey, can, you know, we had a washer. And so we gave him, I think, we, I think he gave us 100 bucks, 150 bucks, something like yeah. that. And uh, I was going to move it over there for him. And I was like, oh, it's not that heavy and stuff. And I go to move it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> he was not there. And so I just had to, you know, and he's like, was expecting it to be there and stuff. So I was like, well, we're going to have to get creative. So yeah. luckily I didn't throw my back out. I can still walk. No fake knees. So, not yet. Um, not yet. I'm sure it's coming all that stuff has a all that stuff has a bill that comes due at some
0: point oh definitely there's an expiration (laughs) date so I watched some guys uh, doing fence work a couple weeks ago at our house and uh they were throwing these big cedar timbers out and I was like oh yeah I remember when I was 19 Uh yeah yeah Yep. Don't worry, you won't be doing that when you're forty. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> yep. yeah. Well, when you're forty, you're in the truck.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're making phone calls. Well, you Yeah. At least yeah you're I,
0: I spent my summers building fence out on ranches, yep. driving post. I and back then I didn't even think about it. Right. It's just you know, me and my brother alternated. I'd do a post, he'd do, okay, a post. do a post. Yep. And but you were
1: so drunk at the time. I mean, you didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was hungover. Uh, I wasn't drunk. That's always the best.
1: I will say I have never actually had to work my entire life hungover. Really? I, yeah, I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Dude, let me tell you something.
1: Now I'm, I've been on the verge of hangover. I've been like uh, a smell of a beer away from a hangover.
0: But I have. I used to be a photographer at a studio chain of studios, and I was the supervisor. And so, did you have you pink know, hair? Was it much longer? It wasn't pink, but I did have a mullet. Oh, it's even, oh that's <laughs> I, a dirty I photography as well. Mullet, so. but I had mullet. Y'all would, look great. Move that flap. <laughs> I, would, I would go around and work with different photographers that worked at different studios, you know, just to make sure that they were up to snuff on what we wanted them to do. Yeah. And so we came on a Friday night, me and my boss, and it was actually here in Abilene at the Olin Mills. Okay. And me... And my boss and the photographer all went out for drinks that night. Uh-oh. We got out of hand, as it often did. <laughs> Drinking with your boss too is that's
1: that's that's a that's a that's, a, that's tough.
0: So it, 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 here's the thing: he went back to the hotel at midnight. Oh no! I got back to my hotel at like four a.m. Oh. and then I had to be at work at seven, and. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just really just watching. Yeah. Well, the girl that went out with us called in sick. Uh oh. So when that happens, I'm the one that falls into the next. And I mean, I, 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 shit rolls downhill and you're at the bottom. I called my boss and I was like, hey, man, so and so called in sick. And he was like, man, it sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) You're working today, bud. So I went up there and, dude, I photographed like, Sixty families <laughs> just feeling like crap. Oh, oh, oh man, that's um,
1: yeah.
0: And, and you know when you're dealing with the public like that, you got to put on a happy face. Oh yeah, of course. You got to do a little song of dance. I will
1: say, I've never, I've never worked hungover. I have had to move hungover. Now that was a shit show. I had a buddy who was living in Austin, and uh, it was a second story apartment, and uh, we, I went down there and to help him move. And it was, we were going to have one last Raw in Austin, you know, and stuff. And so we went out to several bars and stuff. And that was the night where I thought, you know what, I'm going to be sophisticated because I'm an adult with an adult paycheck. So I'm going to drink neat whiskey all night. And so I was drinking just neat whiskey and stuff. And I got drunker and shit. And then it didn't help Too his boss showed up and his boss threw down his black Amex.
0: Now, how long ago was this? Oh, God, this was five years ago. Because, like, that happened to me a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was asked to leave oh. the establishment. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. Well, we, you know, it, it wasn't bad. You know, we were we were hanging in and stuff as long as we had to pay for the drinks. As soon as we didn't have to pay for the drinks, that's it when it got on. sloppy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's and dangerous. I just remember,
1: well, my buddy's parents came in to help him move and stuff. And I just remember waking up. On the couch when they let themselves into the apartment and nothing is packed. And his stepdad was so fucking pissed. He's just like, they haven't done shit. They're drunk. <laughs> and I was like, no, sir, I am hungover. <laughs> but his mom went and got us the sloppiest, greasiest, most amazing burritos there in Austin. We down those. And like any good 25 year old, we're like, all right, let's do it. It's and time to work. Yeah. yeah and
0: that's a when you get to be 53, Oof. it doesn't work like that. No. No. no, no.
1: need two or three days to recover. I yeah. can't
0: imagine. No. But anyway, man, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. And you'll have to do it again. Yeah. And thanks for filling in for Big B. No problem. No problem. And uh, just so you know, at this point in time, you didn't beat Bryant, so you're not going to beat the new co-host. Oh, okay. But, you know. Oh, that's fair. Let that disappointment you know, Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, but, well this is the first interview, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, no. We we like to vet very well. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. And you know what? Brian thinks we're recording tomorrow now. Oh, nice. And so we're not. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but you're yeah. not gonna tell him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have him appear in his walker by himself, <laughs> squeaking around all over the place so anyway all right man well y'all have a great week thanks for listening and we want to say thank you to our patreon guys the Light 'em up crew you guys are one of the reasons that we're able to keep going week after week we are we are doing good as far as paying down some of the debt all this equipment costs so that's that's the goal there you go and then uh we got some new things coming up soon so you're not going to want to miss out and also like, our our listener numbers have really been shooting up this last couple of months, like, nice. out of nowhere. Well, it's because I've been on the show more. Probably. There you oh, go. He's the You're most interesting welcome. man in the league. we yeah. been over this. Yeah. And so, but anyway, I just want to say thank you to everyone who turns on your buddy to this show. Yep. Because, I mean, I, you know, we do advertising on yeah. billboards. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, no, no, I haven't seen this. Well, not here. Where are you at? on the i-5 leaving out of uh uh, los angeles going to san diego okay you know where you're stuck in traffic right that makes sense that's a good idea yeah yeah so (laughs) should have said that i have never told anybody other podcasters that yeah that's uh... anyway all right guys we'll have a great weekend until next time keep
2: smoking Until we meet again Happy trails to you Keep smiling up till then Who cares about the clouds when we're together Just sing a song and think about sunny weather to we meet